BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. It is the last week in June, well, the last Sunday in June. And that means that you're getting your solo of the month. And this is a very uh, new kind of thing that we're doing here. We're going to be talking about all of my breakups. So if we dated, this episode is not for you. But I'm so very excited to be doing this, to be talking about this. I just feel like there's so much that I learned from every breakup And I happen to have been in a a lot of relationships as a serial monogamist. And each relationship led me closer and closer to the final relationship, which is with my husband today. But this relationship that I'm in today would not have been possible without these relationships. It's like, it's like, not that getting married is in any way winning an Oscar, but it's like when you are an actor, you have to be in like all of the shitty movies before you finally get that like nomination movie. And that's kind of how I felt about all my relationships. So we're just kind of going to get right in here. I am changing all of their names for their privacy But if you know me, you can probably figure it out. And if you don't, it doesn't really matter what their names are because the details are the most important thing and the lessons and the takeaways. And part of the reason I wanted to do this episode is because every breakup is a lesson. And if you can't kind of take yourself away from this relationship that you were just in. Let's say you've just gone through a breakup or, you know, whatever it is, if you cannot reflect and say, okay, what did I learn? What was my part? Because in the reality of dating, you have a part in every relationship that you're in. That doesn't mean like, you know, you're to blame and all this stuff. No, it just means like you were part of it. So if you date the same person over and over again, what is your deal that you continue to be attracted to them? Or, you know, if you, I don't know, are always the one dumping other people, like what, uh, what's with the people that you're choosing that you never like anyone enough to actually have them dump you, you know? So anyway, this is just kind of a roundup and 
we're going to start with my first quote unquote relationship, because I don't know that I would call it a relationship, but it is the person that I lost my virginity to. So we'll call him Lenny. That's such a bad name. It like reminds me of Lenny Hochstein, like the Real Housewives of Miami Lenny. Oh, but before we get into this deep dive, I want to remind you of two things that are very exciting that are coming up. One of which is our live shows at the end of July in Nashville, New York City, DC, and Boston. You can go to wemetatacme.com slash events to get your ticket. And the second thing is camp. We're doing camp this year. It is going to be so much fun. We're doing it at a different venue this year. We loved the venue last year, but this one is bigger. It's better. The facilities are a little bit more up to date and we think that you're going to absolutely love it. So you can find all that information and sign up for camp at wemetatacme.com. And then like a little thing will pop up that says like camp and then you can click on it. Anyway, we'll start with Lenny. Okay. Lenny was my first quote unquote relationship. I don't really call it a relationship because I think we dated for like a total of four months going back. He's a Taurus for anyone who's curious. I will be telling you all of their signs. And this relationship, it only lasted four months. We were both 15. We ended up losing our virginity to each other at the four month mark, which it's so funny because back then, like I, it's just so different when you're dating as like a 15, 16 year old versus dating as a 30 plus year old. Like I was like, oh, we cannot touch each other until four months. Now it's more like a month, maybe like three weeks. But no, there was no, there was absolutely no touching before then. Anyway, so we lost our virginity to each other. And I ended up going to going on a family trip for my sister's high school graduation. We went to Greece. It was a beautiful trip. And unfortunately on this trip, which was over his birthday. So keep in mind, like you should never date someone that you wouldn't trust if you were gone on their birthday for some reason to be loyal to you simply because of the fact that it was their birthday. Keep in mind, this guy's 15. So we're like, we're not going to slaughter him. But on his birthday, he ended up making out with two different girls. And I found out through a friend of mine who called me on my trip in Greece and told me this was tragic, tragic. So obviously that guy, you know, sucked. He wasn't mature in any way and definitely wasn't ready for a relationship. A bummer that we lost our virginities to each other. I don't really know if I would call it a virginity situation because he, he was very, very small. So like, it's not like there was like a hymen situation. I, he was just, you know, I, I don't really count that as losing my virginity, but you know, technically, technically, you know, we, we did. Here are the things that I learned from that relationship. When we were dating, he never made me feel secure about myself. And granted, I'm 15 years old. So I'm already just very insecure, like still going through puberty. And I didn't expect him to like cure any insecurity I had. But I think early on, I realized that I didn't want to date someone who made me feel more insecure than I already was as a 15 year old girl. And And I'll tell you one thing that he said to me when we were dating 
that I never forgot. And you know that, you know, those relationships when you're 15, like Taylor Swift has an entire song about her friend Abigail having sex with a guy when she was 15 and him breaking her heart, which is in a way similar to this. And, you know, I'm sure we can all find an experience like this when we were a teen. And he said something to me that was so insanely cruel and so insanely hurtful. We were at a party once and I wasn't like, I, you know, I, my body at the time was like developing and, and, you know, growing and whatever. So I've always like had curves, but you know, like sometimes I was heavier than other times, whatever. And one thing that I've always had is kind of like a small waist, right? It's just like how my body was born. It was my genetics that I was born with. And we were at this party and Lenny, which we were calling him. I wish I could say his name because I hate him so much for this. Grabs at my waist and he says to me, you're so lucky that you have this because otherwise I would break up with you. Can you even believe this subhuman said that? Like this is almost like worse than the Tom Sandoval, Ariana wearing a t-shirt during sex comment. It was the most fucked up thing ever. And I did not have insecurity about my body before this comment. I was so hurt, so upset. It was horrible. Anyway, so I broke up with him the second that I got that call in Greece that he had hooked up with other girls. And then he like, you know, in typical like 15 year old fashion, then started writing me love emails. Oh my God, like take me back. He sent me the lyrics to a Beatles song. Oh, what was the song? I'm going to pull it up. Okay. The song is called And I Love Her. I don't know if this is going to even work or like, let me play this, but this is how it goes. And then the chorus is like a love like ours could never die. As long as I have you near me, like get over yourself, bro. Not only did you make horrible disparaging comments about my body, but now you're going to send me Beatles songs. Cause you miss me. Anyway, that relationship, that breakup taught me that you should never be with somebody who makes you feel insecure about yourself. And also, I always went over to his place while his parents were there. I mean, we were obviously living with our parents and I don't like that. So that taught me to prioritize myself and to not ever be with somebody who would make me feel insecure or make comments about my body. And that should have taught me that Taurus men were not the ones for me. But as you'll see later, it didn't. I've been in the throes of planning this amazing camp in August. And I have to say, I could not be doing it without Issue. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials and magazines to catalogs, portfolios, and so much more. We are putting together so many decks that we are sending out to all of the brands that we want to work with. And by the way, we have some really exciting brands, but I couldn't do it alone, truly. So whether you work for yourself or you're part of a team, your brand has a lot to say and Issue helps you tell the world. You can put new life into static 
content by transforming brochures, newsletters, catalogs, magazines, and more from flat PDFs into interactive digital publications and social media posts for your audience's world Wide. Give them content that's fun to read across every channel and on every device. If you're like, I don't need this. I already have Canva. I already have InDesign. Well, guess what? Issue works seamlessly with the tools that you already use and love, just like Canva, just like InDesign, Dropbox, MailChimp, and more. Get started with Issue today for free, or you can sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME23. That's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME23 at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code ACME23. Check it out. Now we're going to go to my real first relationship because Lenny was only four months, as I said. And then I dumped his ass when I found out that he was a cheating loser. Should have dumped him before that when he made the comment, but whatever. The real first relationship was with someone who we're going to call Michael. That's not his name, obviously, but it just sounds like a nice, wholesome, you know, your first relationship name. Michael and I dated probably for the longest that I've ever dated anyone other than my husband, which was three years. Michael is or was, I don't know why I'm saying was, as if he doesn't exist anymore. Luckily, all these people are alive. I don't know how lucky that is. He's a Virgo. And it was my first real relationship. We started dating the summer of my sophomore year of of high school. So I think at this point I'm 16, maybe like about to be 16. And he was a year older than me, but we were in the same grade because I was young for my grade. He was old for my grade. And he went to a different school. By the way, I forgot to mention that the other person went to a different school too because I went to an all-girls school. This person and I were very much in love. Like this was my first love. And it was amazing. It started off like true fireworks. We were inseparable. We were truly in love. Like when I look back and I'm like, were any of these relationships love? Lenny certainly was not. But Michael was my first real relationship and my first real love. Again, like the beginning was amazing. We had such a great time together. We actually had sex because he had a normal sized, you know what? And So funny enough, like I never had an orgasm like in the three years from from Michael that like explanation kind of comes later. But we did have sex. It was his virginity. So he lost his virginity to me in this relationship. It was basically my virginity because Lenny was, you know, we discussed and we got really close really fast. We both had like a country house in the same place. And so like during that summer, which is when we kind of met, we actually met at like a bonfire. We had mutual friends and, you know, we fell for each other. We ended up dating. So we ended up being able to like spend a lot of time together in the summer. And then we were both in New York during the year. And this was when I was still like pretty naive, you know, keep in mind, I'm like 16. And so I'm giving my all to this relationship. Like I have 
Like I was not shaken by like the Lenny cheating thing at all. Like I was just like writing that off to be like, well, Lenny's an asshole, you know? So I was naive in that. Like I would never think that Michael would like ever do anything to hurt me. Like he was like my Michael, you know? And I definitely stepped up to be like the typical like high school girlfriend, like he was the captain of the lacrosse team and the basketball team. And I was like his biggest cheerleader. Mind you, like I still did sports too. I did tennis and volleyball, but like I was always there like cheering him on whenever I could. And I wasn't afraid to like post photos of us on Facebook, which at the time, and I know I'm aging myself, like that's what you did. There was no Instagram. And so like we were, you know, posting Facebook photos of each other and tagging each other on Facebook and writing on each other's walls. And like that was how we showed love. And this was like the first time we really like, you know, said, I love you. Like that was like my first my first everything, really. And again, like I was so naive in this relationship. When I first started dating Michael, he was very much like a straight A student, you know, again, like sports guy. He never liked, he never smoked pot. He never like really drank. He was kind of like a good, a good boy. And my parents loved him because of it. As our relationship went on, he kind of became like less good, you know, like I was the bad girl in the beginning. Like I was the one, like I loved to like, you know, smoke weed every now and then like I remember I would like smoke with his friends sometimes and he would be like, ew, I can't believe you're doing that. And I would have to like hide from him that I was doing it. Very quickly things changed and he became like a big drinker. Mind you, this was the first relationship where I kind of noticed how important like their parents are and how important and like how much who their parents are kind of reflects who they are. You know, his his mom had like cheated on his dad and they were divorced and there was some like unresolved stuff there. And obviously he didn't go to therapy because none of us went to therapy back then. And he it messed him up a bit. And that started to kind of come out. And towards the end of high school. So now, you know, we're together for like junior year and senior. year. Yeah. So I guess it's like two years. OK. And everything up until this point had been great, like amazing. And then things started to get a little sus. Like he would drink at parties and like I wouldn't hear back from him. And we were spending so much time together. And that's another lesson I'll tell you that I learned. But we were spending so much time together that it was almost like a codependent thing that like when we weren't together, I couldn't trust him because I never exercised the importance of not always being together when we were dating. So the moments where we weren't together, I would lose my mind and not be able to trust him because I never gave him that freedom before. You know what I'm saying? Also, like, I'm not trying to blame myself. He obviously had his own issues. But our senior year, there was a party. I don't remember exactly when it was, but let's say it was like in October. And I went to a wedding that night. And he went to this party and he cheated on me with a girl at his school. He went to a co-ed school and I heard from everyone because like everybody knew that we were dating and like I had a few friend girlfriends at the school that he went to and like they were texting me like, you know, Michael's in a room with Jane and like, I don't know what they're doing. And so I, you know, lost my mind. This was like, again, like my first real love. 
and I didn't know what to do. So I broke up with him. And then like, again, like similar to Lenny, like he did everything. He dropped off flowers every day. Like he was so remorseful. And like part of me like looks back and it's like, I guess it wasn't that big of a deal because like we are in high school. But to me, it was the biggest deal. It was soul crushing. Like this was the love of my life, guys. And it was horrible. And so I broke up with him. Like I had a no tolerance policy. The second, like I was naive, but the second I found something out, like, of course it's over, you know? And I remember I was like so angry at him. I think right before I broke up with him, I showed up at his apartment and I slapped him. Like I waited for him that night when he got back from the party and I slapped him and I was like, we are done. And then broke up with him which is crazy, by the way. I do not condone that. I, I just think we acted like very differently and odd back in the day than we do now. There were no like morals or ethics and broke up with him. You know, he went on like a, a thing trying to get me back, like sobbing to everyone, how much he loves me, blah, blah, blah. I didn't care. I was like, now this is the second time this had happened to me. So I was ready to like, you know, get revenge. We've got two really good months of summer left. And if you are not feeling your best, if you're not feeling yourself, if you are feeling low energy, you deserve to be summering in a body that you love. And Sakara's signature nutrition program can help you with that. It's designed to support healthy weight management, ease your bloat, and boost your energy. Sakara's plant rich, organic, ready to eat meals ensure that you get the right nutrients to see and feel real results. Especially if you have a very busy summer schedule, Sakara delivers these meals on Sunday for the week. You could do breakfasts and lunches. You can do lunches and dinners. Whatever your schedule is, Sakara will work around it. If there's certain meals that you really love and certain meals you don't love as much, you can switch them out, which is the blessing of Sakara. And also they have incredible probiotics that I take every day. They have a new granola out that everyone is dying for. And they just are the freaking best. I love Sakara and I want you to experience it too. It is worth every penny. I'm telling you, when I am eating Sakara, I feel on top of the world. Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their science-backed ready-to-eat meals deliver results that you can see and feel from weight management and ease bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash acme or enter code acme at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash acme to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash acme. So, what are you waiting for? So I then was like, I have to date the cutest boy in all of like New York City and get him back and whatever. So I started dating this guy. We'll call him Dan. And Dan was like the hottest guy at the other school. And Dan was so great. He was such a good sport for like doing this and not having any idea that like, he was like a pawn in my revenge scheme. But anyway, so I started dating Dan. It like crushed Michael. And I, I remember we went on like our senior spring break and I refused to acknowledge Michael still. Like I was still, um, but I ended up breaking up with Dan and like hooking up with people because I had not been single like all of high school. So I was like, this is my moment. 
Anyway, I just realized like this has nothing to do with our breakup, but I'm on a tangent. So let me revert back. Anyway, we ended up getting back together because prom was coming up and like my family loved Michael so much and everybody loved Michael, even though he was like, you know, he had cheated. He was still trying to get me back. And I was like, you know what? It's prom. And like, I want to go to prom with Michael. Like he's my like high school sweetheart. I want to go to prom with him. So I forgave him and we got back together and we went to each other's proms. And then like we decided to stay together when going to college. Guys, this is the dumbest thing ever. Also keep in mind, this guy had cheated on me once already. And by the way, that's once to my knowledge. I'm sure there were other times. That's just the one time that I caught him, which is another lesson, which is that if you catch someone cheating, that is certainly not the first or the last time. Anyway, we got to college and no surprise to anyone. He was cheating in college. He like had a different girlfriend and like he would cheat on her with me and me with her. And anyway, I found out we broke up, but this made me realize that like, if you aren't changing in the same direction as someone, it's like something to pay attention to. Like Michael started to drink heavily. He started to party more. Like I almost became like more good leaning and he was like, you know, more bad leaning. And he was kind of becoming like his mom and doing things that like were not okay. And like his moral compass was off and mine was like starting to like, you know, I was proud of mine and his wasn't, his wasn't good. And like, I didn't realize that. And I think I was very much blinded by love and like forgave him too many times. And you just shouldn't be with somebody that like makes you feel crazy, you know? And so I think the lesson there was like, you have to be with someone who's trustworthy. And I think that was like the last time that my guard was ever going to be down in terms of like dating somebody and letting them hurt me and ever forgiving them again. So that was the lesson there. Anyway, we continue on. So this next person, we're going to call him Sam. This was a college relationship and Sam was a Gemini. Keep in mind, like my heart was so broken from Michael that pretty much all of my freshman year, except for like maybe a few months, I was very single. I took that as a time to get to know myself and to really dive into, you know, exploring college. And it was a great time. Sophomore year of college, I get to school in Boston, went to BU and I meet Sam who went to Northeastern at the time. And Sam was from LA. He was friends with a few of my BU friends who were from LA also. And he was this cool guy I remember the way that he actually picked me up, which was such a neg, which I know what that is now. But at the time, I didn't know. We were at a bar in Boston, I think like on Newberry Street, if you're familiar with Boston. And I think we were at Daisy Buchanan's, which doesn't exist anymore. And I was wearing a dress and I never really shaved my legs. Like I'm still to this day, like really don't shave my legs a lot. I'm like pretty hairless for the most part just like a little fuzz, kind of like Chihuahua vibes over here. And so I don't shave my legs a lot. And like no one really cares and no one really notices. It doesn't come up in my relationships. And I remember we were talking at the bar and he was super flirty and like so fun and had such good game. You know, he's a Gemini. And I remember he said to me, 
wow, you really need to shave your legs. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you should really shave your legs. And I was so taken aback because like, first of all, it was a neg. But second of all, like I'd only ever been hit on in like a complimentary way. Like no one ever dissed me. And of course it worked because like, why wouldn't it work? I'm 19 years old and this like flirty life of the party type guy is like dissing me, but clearly into me, you know, so it worked and we start dating and he was definitely more experienced than I was. I, you know, in terms of sexually, I, as I mentioned before, hadn't had an orgasm yet. And he, what was so great about this relationship is he really like taught me sexual, like sexuality. And he cared whether or not I had an orgasm. Like Michael was great. He, he, for a lot of reasons, he was shitty for a lot of reasons, but he never cared if I had an orgasm because I was his first sex. Like he didn't understand it. But Sam, who's like, you know, my college boyfriend, he cared about if I orgasmed or not. So I did with him and it was great. And the first like six months of dating Sam, it was awesome. Like we had such a good time together. We were like two peas in a pod, like Libra Gemini, just vibing. And it turned out ultimately with our breakup that the qualities that had attracted me to him in the beginning started to kind of like repulse me at the end. So like this flirty nature loved it for when I was meeting him and he was picking me up, but he started to be flirty with everyone. Like he was always messaging my friends and like just too overly communicative of a person. And like many Geminis are like this. And I just didn't like it. Like it didn't make me feel confident. It didn't make me feel comfortable. And I was just like, it's a bad look. Like I didn't want to be dating someone who's like always hitting people up. Like someone being like, oh, hey, like Sam was just texting me. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, it was just weird. And I wasn't in a secure place enough to like deal with that. But I also ultimately like he ended up going a little bit crazy. He was like too into me and like needed to know where I was at all times. But then like would do those things where like he would like text my friends and be flirty with everyone. So it was just like too roller coastery. And I realized like Gemini's are great friends, but ultimately not for me when it comes to dating. And again, like these, the lessons I learned from this breakup were like the things that attracted me to him in the beginning were a big turnoff at the end. So that's always really important to think about. Like if the thing that you're attracted to them in the beginning could potentially put you off towards the end. Then I dated this lovely human and I would call this like my first real healthy relationship or like the closest to it. This was junior year. I dated a senior and I'm going to call him Diego. He was Spanish and British and he was a cancer, which is so ironic that it was like my first like kind of healthy relationship. And now I'm married to a cancer. So it just shows that like this was a good preview of kind of like what I needed. Right. So he was older. He was like, I had this weird thing in college where I like, if some guy was like pining over another girl, I wanted to date them and like make them over the person they were pining about. So I remember Diego and his girlfriend had broken up. She was like an older girl in my sorority, but like we weren't close and he was like sad and like everyone knew he's sad. And I was like, wait, he's so cute. And like, 
should doesn't deserve to be pining over this girl. Like I'm going to get him to like me. And I did. I was on a mission and we started dating. He was definitely a party guy. I mean, again, we were in college, but he was so trustworthy and so thoughtful and so sweet. He was like the first guy I dated who like knew how to cook and was always just like, I never for a second had to doubt if he was being loyal to me, if he was trustworthy. He had a great family. He was very close with his sister, his younger sister, which is always a good sign. And ultimately like this relationship ended because I, it made me realize I wasn't ready for something as serious as he was. Like he was graduating from college. He was like starting his life. And I think he wanted like a ride or die, like a girlfriend from college that he ultimately ended up marrying. And I was not there yet. Like I was very much a junior in college, like had a lot of partying to do still. And we were also pretty different culturally. He was from Spain and like he wanted to live in Europe, like in his, in his life. And I, you know, I'm from New York city and I wanted to live in New York city. And I realized like in our breakup that that was an issue, but clearly I didn't realize it enough because it comes up again when I'm 29. But yeah, I think that breakup just made me realize how important trust is and kind of like restored my faith and my ability to trust once again. So thank you to Diego for that. And then we're going to kind of skip ahead. There was like a guy I dated my senior year who was a sophomore, but I don't really count him as someone I dated because he was so immature and so many red flags. And like, I never should have dated him to begin with. I was kind of just like bored because there was no one else at school. So we're going to skip him. And then we're going to go to like a brief relationship that wasn't ever boyfriend, girlfriend. But when I was 23, I dated an older guy. He was 26, which to me was like old at the time. Maybe I was 22. He felt old. And he was very much like a Casanova. We'll call him, we'll call him Ethan. Okay. Very much a Casanova guy. He was like a womanizer. And that was, you know, once I was like an adult in society. And I think that relationship made me realize like, I don't want the womanizing guy. Like I don't want the guy in the room that everybody thinks has a crush on them. Like this was the kind of guy that like my girlfriends would talk to and he would, and like they would leave the conversation with him and they would be like, Oh my God, I'm in love with him. And like, I feel like he likes me too. Like that's his energy. And I realized in that, that like, that's not what I want. I just, I don't need a partner who is the most interesting guy in the room. Mind you, like, I think Steven is definitely up there. And I think, you know, he does make people feel very, very special, but he's not like a womanizer with like those intentions, you know? Anyway, then we'll go to my relationship when I was 25. This was another Taurus because I told you we're going to find out that I didn't learn. This was a like family friend. We're going to call him Jake that I was on a trip with my family and he was on a trip with his family. We were at the same place and he really liked me. He had a huge crush on me. 
And I had been hurt a lot, as you know, and I was coming off, you know, this relationship with Diego where like, you know, I'd really trusted him and blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to ride that wave of like being in control still and like having a partner that I trusted. And Jake really liked me and I almost dated him because he really liked me. And that's not a reason to date someone, but that's what happened. I remember turning 25 thinking that I don't have much time left, which is so crazy. And I wish that if you're listening to this and you're 25 or younger or even 27, 28, like you are still young enough to not date to marry. And like, you know, I I even think if you're 30, like, and I don't know where this came from, but this pressure came out of nowhere where I was like, I have to date this guy because he likes me a lot and he'll want to marry me. Like it wasn't even about how I felt about him. Anyway, we started dating and it was like a, it was a good relationship in the beginning, but he definitely had a bit of an alcohol problem. And like, mind you, and I haven't even brought this up yet, but like I clearly had a, I don't know if it's a taste, but I I dated people who had substance problems. And the reason is because I had a substance problem with weed and it was just easier for me to date someone who was like kind of checked out so that I could be kind of checked out. And that was definitely what this relationship with Jake was. Like he drank a ton and I smoked a ton and it was fine. We both looked the other way. But ultimately him drinking a lot resulted in him getting black eyes from bar fights and things like that. And I was just too turned off. And he was just kind of like lazy. And we were in a long distance relationship, which is always hard, especially because when they come to you, they stay with you. So it's like you get zero personal space. And that just wasn't working for me. Oh, also, I forgot a lesson. Sorry to be like flying around. But back with Michael, you know how I said like we were so codependent that like, you know, the second we were away from each other, I didn't trust like this that relationship paired with this one now with Jake, like made me realize that I needed the kind of relationship where there was space, healthy space, where it wasn't like when we're together, we're together all the time. Like I couldn't do that. Anyway, I ended up breaking up with Jake on Valentine's day, which I know sounds bad, but that morning he had woken me up the night before at 3am coming back drunk from a bar And I just wasn't having it. And he didn't have any flowers or anything planned for Valentine's Day. It just made me realize like I deserve more. But that breakup also made me realize how meaningful it is because I got really close with his younger sister. And it kind of made me realize how meaningful it is to be close with their siblings and their family. And that's kind of what I took away from that relationship is that one, I deserve more and not this immature person who's like getting in bar fights. But two, like there were some really good things about this relationship. I liked that he loved me more than I loved him. And I liked being close with his sister and like his family. And I thought that those were things that I wanted in the future. Oh, and one last lesson that I learned with Jake, which is that I, in this relationship, he had kind of started, he had a startup. And so he wasn't in a place financially to pay for me for anything. And so we split pretty much everything. And I was at a place in my career where I had just started a social media management company and I was making the most money I'd ever made. Like I had a couple different clients who were paying me like anywhere from three to five K a month to run their social media. 
And I was so proud of myself that like I had this money and blah, blah, blah. But I ended up having to like pay for so many things in this relationship more than he did. Granted, of course, he had a startup. So like understandable. But that breakup also made me realize that like I want someone who's on the same level as me in their career who and who wants to treat me, you know, like who wants to take me to dinner and make me feel special. So that was another lesson that I learned. Okay. And the last relationship we're going to talk about is the relationship I was in before Steven. We'll call him Brian. And this breakup was clearly the most significant one because it brought me closest to realizing the exact partner that I needed and wanted to marry. I would say that this relationship was a, for the most part, healthy relationship, but it was lacking in the things that I needed to feel safe, to feel lucky, which I find is probably the most important quality if you're going to marry somebody is that you want to feel lucky to have them and to know it was the right person for me. This was somebody that I dated for almost two years and they were a great person. Unlike a lot of the people that I, you know, had named in the beginning, like the Lennies or the Michaels, there was no lack of trust. And by the way, there was no lack of trust with Jake either. Like that kind of that pattern, thank God ended because I think I just realized like I, that was a non-negotiable for me. Like as we would court each other and in the courting stage before being official, like if they were ever sketchy with their phone or if they ever had a history of cheating, like I was just like, absolutely not goodbye. So luckily I weeded out those kinds of partners, but you know this, so this was for the most part, like a healthy, good relationship, but there were some things that started to factor in that I never really cared about before because now we're kind of dating to marry here. And we're thinking about things that like, you know, if this was my husband, would I be okay with that? So like the first thing is complacency. Is that a word? I'm going to say that it is. And I felt like, you know, this is at a point where I have now started this podcast and I'm starting to make some real money doing something that I love to do. And Brian at the time was working for a company. He he, to me, he felt like he was very complacent at this company and he didn't have any interest in like growing or fighting for a new position or a raise or changing companies if he wasn't happy. And yet he would complain about his job and like his salary, but wouldn't do anything about it. And at this point, I'm in a place where I feel so grateful and happy and I want to come home at night and I want to talk about how amazing today's podcast was and how I talked to such an interesting guest and, you know, this and that. And I felt like I couldn't do that because I was dating somebody who wasn't happy in their job. And that was hard for me. And so that was something that I had never really considered before, but I was like, oh, I need a partner who is not complacent, right? And then there were like other things. Like we were not on the same page when it came to like frequency of intimacy and things like that. And I think when you're dating to marry, you have to think about things a little bit more long-term. And you're like, you know, if I'm dating this person now, and the level of intimacy is not where I, I want it to be. What's going to happen after we have kids, right? 
how are we even going to have kids if we're only being intimate, you know, once every two weeks, things like that. And so these are things that you need to consider. And then, you know, as I mentioned with Diego earlier, we had, we were very different culturally. And I think I started to realize that I wanted someone more similar to like the men that were around me when I grew up, someone who was like very warm and outgoing and not afraid to stop and chat with a random couple that they have just met on the street that, you know, whatever. And, and I just felt like this relationship was lacking in a lot of those, those feelings. And it was hard because this was like, you know, you don't get, you're not in a relationship when you're 27, 28, 29, that you're not serious about for the most part, at least as a woman. And I did feel seriously about it. I really thought that this was going to be something. Otherwise I wouldn't have wasted my time. So there was a very good foundation of closeness and of friendship that still to this day, I look at fondly, but friendship isn't going to take you to the next level. And there were doubts. There were tons of doubts and doubts that just didn't go away. So I think that breakup made me realize, you know, as I mentioned before, that this is a great person, but this person doesn't have what I think it takes to be my husband, to be someone that makes me happy forever. And, you know, this isn't somebody that I really admire or could see as a father. And these are things that I never consider. You think I consider that back in the day with Lenny? Absolutely not. You don't really think about these things, but as you get older and you know what you bring to the table and you're like, I have this, this, and this quality, and I deserve this, this, and this quality in a person, you know, that's when you have those light bulb moments that are like, I'm not getting what I deserve. And so that breakup taught me what I really wanted. And I think I was set up in the perfect way to know and find my exact perfect match, which truly is Steven. Like I couldn't have dreamt him up more. And sometimes I tell him that of all the people I dated of all of their qualities, right? So, you know, we'll talk about Michael. He was great at sports and he was you know, a great friend or let's talk about Sam. He knew how to, you know, make me have an orgasm. And oh, by the way, Brian was in Aquarius since I realized I forgot to say the sign or like Diego, like so trustworthy. And, you know, of all these people, like, you know, Sam with like the flirtatious energy, like I always say that Steven is the amalgamation of all of the good qualities that the people I've ever dated had. So Everything that I liked initially about one of these guys, Stephen has all of those qualities, but only the good ones. And I know that sounds so ridiculous and so unrealistic. I'm telling you, that is truly how I feel. And I'm not bullshitting. Like he really has just, and I, and I couldn't have found him and I couldn't have found that or known what that looked like if I didn't go through these relationships and have these breakups. So I really truly, you know, it's like Taylor Swift song to all of the girls you loved before. I feel that way. Like I am grateful to all of the guys that I loved before because they made me realize that Steven was it. 
And so if you're like going through a breakup, if you're whatever, like start to make this list yourself because it is inspiring to look back and say, you know what? This wasn't working for me. And when I have my person and I'm looking back, I can say, wow, I knew this wasn't working for me. And this person that I'm with today doesn't have that. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't reflect on this breakup and learn that lesson. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. I definitely overshared and I'm having like overshare hangover already, but I really hope it was helpful to you. And I'm excited for you to hear next week's and I hope you enjoy the rest of your June. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.